data points. So what do you want the press to be doing differently in its day-by-day -day coverage of the economy? Well, I think that the, the big problem has been that the, the coverage has tended, you know, kind of it bleeds, it leads, but this time in economic data, uh, the negatives get all of the attention. And uh, there, there's a lot of polling that indicates that people, you know, it's, it's one thing for people to say, look, the inflation matters to me more than the job gains, but it, a plurality of, of voters appear to not be aware that we've been gaining jobs. Uh, you know, people just don't know. Uh, they People say, say they've heard more news items reporting negative news on employment than positive. And, and employment is, of course, the economy's good point. So I think that what's happening now is that there's been a kind of a, a negativity bias in coverage. Um, just, you know, the, the, uh, the press should be giving people, people okay. have uh, their own personal- I, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can only take so much of that. Uh, Cortez, he also, on, um, I think it was Stelter, he also said, we're not in a recession. Recessions, no, there's not two quarters in a row. They're right. spinning, they're spinning as hard as they can spin, sir. Tell us what's reality. Yeah, he also said, Krugman did, that it didn't matter whether or not in a recession. Well, that matters to regular people. It might not matter to smug New York media mavens like Stelter and Krugman, but believe me, it, it matters to regular working class citizens. He also said that when he talks to people, that they tell him that things are fine. And I, I put this on my social media. I said, who is he talking to? Only people in the private aviation terminal at Teterboro Airport? He's not talking to regular Americans if he believes that regular folks think things are fine out there. Now, let's look, talk with some actual data because Krugman, uh, despite the fact, by the way, talk about failure of credentialism. Despite the fact that he has a Nobel Prize when it comes to the economy, he is a moron. So don't listen to him. Instead, look at the numbers, look at the data, make your own decisions. So let's get to some actual data about what's going on out there. And let's use thousands and thousands of data points that are incredibly important. And let's go to chart number one. This is the Small Business Optimism Index. That index is crashing. That chart goes back one year. The NFIB, the National Federation of Independent Business, is the largest organization by far in the country representing entrepreneurs and small business owners. As you can see from that chart, their confidence is absolutely tanking. Okay, that is the on-the-ground reality. And it's not tanking because they get negative news reports, as Krugman tries to say, on the economy. It's tanking because they know they can't pay their bills. We know from a separate alignable survey that 35% of them in June, we don't have July numbers yet, 35% of them said they didn't make rent in June. Okay, that's not a media narrative. That's not bad messaging. That is a terrible economy that they can't handle. If we go to the next chart, chart number two, also from the NFIB, this is, I think, in some ways even worse because this is the forward-looking index from small business owners, and it is a net negative 61, positive versus negative. This is the lowest this index has ever been, Steve, for a survey that goes back <laughs> four decades. Small business owners have never been more pessimistic about their future prospects when they look down the road at what is in front of them. And yet Paul Krugman wants us to believe, oh, no, the economy's fine and it doesn't matter if we're in a recession. Oh, and I talked to somebody in the Hamptons or a couple people uh, at some high priced coffee shop who told me that things are fine in their life. They are totally disconnected from reality, willfully so. But again, there's always opportunity and calamity. There's opportunity for us as a movement, for the America First movement. And we've got a lot of work to do tomorrow in some key states. Joe Kent up in Washington State, uh, Masters and Lake in Arizona, Joe Gibbs and Tudor Dixon, excuse me, John Gibbs and Tudor Dixon in Michigan. We have work to do to elect these America First champions who are going to start the really hard work of fixing this Biden, Pelosi, McConnell mess, of digging us out of this economic morass. And the American people know damn well that we're in one, no matter what Stelter tries to spin with Paul Krugman. No, you're, it, but they keep saying about the jobs and all the jobs. The jobs that came back because people went back to work after COVID and the relief stopped. But the small business, which is the engine of job growth, is cratering before our eyes. And the, and the statistics are all out there. So it's not like, oh, they can't see a month down the down range. The, the jobs in the retail sector, the jobs across the board by small businesses. Because, hey, if you ain't paying rent, that means you can barely pay, make payroll, right? So, right. And, and the landlords are going to take so much of not paying rent before things right. get serious. And Hang Steve, on a second, Cortez. I got, 
Yeah, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Well, I just want to make a point, too. I, I care more about small business for sure than big business because I think big business abuses the American people so much. But we're seeing this at the big end as well, the same kind of weakness. We've talked quite a bit in recent weeks about Walmart, which has had two massive gaps down in its stock price in just the last three months. So even some of the most skilled executives in the entire world of retailing yeah. and really just business, they can't manage it. We got another data point, though, just on Friday that we haven't mentioned yet. Procter & Gamble, another very well-run behemoth. And again, I'm not fans of these companies because I think they engage in corporate cultural Marxism. So I'm not praising P&G as a company that I like. But the point is, it's very representative of what's going on with the consumer because they're so ubiquitous all over the country. Procter & Gamble fell 6% its stock in a single day. For a company that's normally pretty boring, a stock that is normally yeah. pretty predictable, uh, 6% it fell on Friday. That shows you that the bottom is falling out regarding the consumer and that this inflation uh, explosion is not just unmanageable for small businesses, it's even unmanageable for big business. It, it, it's unfortunately yeah. totally broad and it is a reality that Americans face every day, even if CNN wants to pretend it doesn't exist. No, those companies are steady eddies. And when they come with those kind of surprises, you know that there's, it's nothing but instability and tectonic plate shift underneath you. Right. Hang for a second, Cortez. I want to bring in Ben Hart. We got, uh, we got Fincham and Laker are going to come up from Arizona. But Ben, you found a great buried lead today. It's very important. Talk to us about what you, the quote you found in the Financial Times and what does that mean for Zelensky? Because you see in Europe, there's a major shift going on before our eyes on the politics of this Ukraine war, sir. Okay, good morning, Steve. Um, so here's the quote. It's the opening paragraph in this article. And if folks want to want to dig deeper um, and get to the article itself, it's, it's on both at Harnwell on Getter and also at Steve Bannon. European governments have eased back on efforts to curb trade in Russian oil, delaying a plan to shut Moscow out of the vital Lords, Lloyds of London maritime insurance market and allowing some international shipments amid fears of rising crude prices and tighter global energy supplies. So that's, that's the, basically the introduction to this development. The, back on the 4th of June, the European Union had introduced the, this embargo, um, an EU-wide embargo, uh, on, on, on Russian oil. And in tied in with that was a prohibition on insurance of oil carrying vessels uh, and that's specifically the 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 the, the link in the, uh, the, the 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 hole in the the the, the link in the, the chain mail um, interestingly just scrolling down this article is the fact that really um the the, uh, the eu is sort of trying to shift blame onto the uk sort of not no longer thanks to brexit part of the european union as having not uh, replicated the, the, the same measures and the, the London is still the, 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 the central insurance global insurance hub there. Um, so they said, well, you know, if the UK is not following in with this, there's very little point in the, the EU enforcing it. Really, however, the, 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 the reason why the UK didn't follow through was, was it not to be awkward or to go against the EU? Because, of course, as we know, Boris Johnson is, is in the first tier of, of slavishly pro-Zelensky European leaders. It's the United States that put pressure, um, expressing concern, saying that an immediate global ban on maritime insurance would push up prices by pulling millions of barrels of Russian crude and petroleum products off the market. So that was really the, the reason. And that's just, despite the, the happy talk that's coming out of the administration that the economy is fine and everything, and as, as you and Steve Cortez were just sort of laughingly referring to Paul Krugman as saying, you know, uh, no one, no one's feeling any difficulty. The reality is, the reality is that just a couple of months away from the elections, the midterms in November, the, the the U.S. administration, the Biden administration, is acutely aware of the disaster that uh, it's created, yeah. but doesn't have the guts yeah, yeah. to pull back from it. Let me just go for the TV audience, uh, our radio thing. The, the Financial Times, like, West eases Russian oil curbs as inflation and energy risk mount. Read inflation and energy risk as risk to their governments. This is why the whole the thing's cratering right now. The whole thing of we're not going to buy and we can't do it. No, they're doing the exact opposite. This is why the de-escalation is coming from people who the, the people are putting political pressure on, like in Italy, like in France, like in Germany. Talk about social. We're in a situation now, 
that the Financial Times of London and other papers are talking about social unrest in Germany and China. I want you to think about that for a second. In Germany and China, their words, not ours. They're talking about social unrest for the energy problem that the elites in Germany have caused the German people and the banking scandal and the real estate scandal for Lao Beijing in China. That's where they're putting tanks in front of the Bank of China. Also, the boys from Brazil. Top story today about Eduardo Bolsonaro, and it starts off with yours truly, Stephen K. Bannon, in discussions with Eduardo Bolsonaro. We'll get all that up. Ben, uh, how do people, yeah, I got a lot more to do with you on the Pope, but we got to do it at another time, tonight or tomorrow. How do people get to your social media, sir? Um, it's uh, Getter is, is my uh, exclusive social media platform. And just look for me, at Harnrod. Steve, can you just give me 30 seconds? Because I just want to book in sure. what you were, what you were sure. just saying, right? Sure. In the article sure. that I was just talking talking about, the United States was pushing on the European Union rather than the embargo of putting a a, a, a price ceiling um, on on oil on Russian oil. Which country in Europe was the most open? Was the, which country was which prime minister was leading from the front uh, amongst all of the the, the twenty seven EU member states? Which country was leading from the front in arguing for the price ceiling on on Russian oil exports? It was Mario Draghi. Um, and we saw what happened to him. He's gone. So I think this is starting to even, you know, in, in people as autistically blind and deaf to reality as the Biden administration, they're starting <laughs> to realize now that yes. they're next. They're next. Ben Harnwell, great reporting. You've been on top of this and found all the buried leads about what's really going on. We're going to we got to talk about the Pope's disastrous trip to Canada. Nobody showed up. Nobody cared. Uh, but we'll get to all that in another time. Steve Cortez. Uh, your Cortez, where I let you go when the when the FT's got the West eases Russian oil curves, right? When all you hear on MSNBC is oh they're winning and we're going to triple down right. from a, as a street guy, sir. As far as a tell goes about where trades are going to go, what does that tell you, sir? Right. Well, you know, to, yes, to connect this to financial markets as a street guy, look at the euro currency. So the dollar has been inc- been getting crushed relative to real assets, right? Things like commodities and real estate. But the euro currency is getting crushed even more. Hence, the euro against the dollar has been going decidedly for an entire year against the euro currency. A year ago, I believe it was right about 117. It's gotten all the way down to parity now or just above right now, but it got even below parity a little bit, one to one. Something that people thought wasn't possible just months ago. And the main reason is Ukraine and the the um, dependence of Western Europe on Russian energy. So as bad as this Ukraine escalation situation is for us, and it's quite bad for the United States, it is massively worse, uh, legions worse for Western Europeans. And I think, by the way, to connect this uh, to what Ben was saying, that's one of the reasons why the continental European politicians actually seem to be somewhat reasonable when it comes to Russia, at least compared to the US and UK. So Macron, somebody who I don't agree with on much of anything, Macron has actually several times argued in favor of de-escalation and said, we cannot ice completely isolate Russia. We cannot act as though there's an existential threat there. But then when it comes to Boris Johnson and Joe Biden, we hear exactly the opposite. So unfortunately, there's this Anglo-American alliance that is pushing extremely hard for escalation. It's bad for us, but it's even worse for Europe because of their total dependency on Russian energy. Something which, by the way, Steve, is important to note, something which Donald Trump warned them about He was mocked by the Europeans at the time. He was completely eviscerated by the U.S. media for supposedly having no idea what he was talking about. Uh, Look, like many of the statements of his, which may at the time seem to be a bit aggressive or a bit outlandish, he was very prescient and he was exactly correct. Uh, and and here's the the worst of it, bringing it back home to the U.S., you know, forgetting for a second about the foreign affairs aspect is thankfully the United States. We are in a position of natural resources bestowed on us by Almighty God that we never have to be dependent. We have chosen to be dependent on foreign sources of energy only because of Joe Biden and his first major action in office of attacking American domestic energy production. It's an absolute dereliction of duty. It is a policy crime, and we have been paying the price. We're literally, literally paying the price for a year and a half. Part of fixing that, though, is what happens tomorrow, Steve. Let's connect this back to elections. Tomorrow's a huge day for MAGA. It's a huge day for our country, for America first. It's really almost like a Super Tuesday. Our candidates have to win. Uh, Cortez, real quickly, your social media and Substack. Yeah, please find me at Steve, and the Substack is there on the, the closing argument 
for John Gibbs. That's my Twitter at Steve at Cortez Steve on Twitter. The Guardian newspaper, the leading progressive left newspaper in the world, two days in a row. The cover story, Arizona. Today, it's Carrie Lake and Mark Fincham, the election deniers. All next in the war room. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 98. 9898 and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free no obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. Steve Bowers be booted from office after testifying in front of the January 6th Select Committee. But you're also looking at the potential that Donald Trump could have a clean sweep of victories among his other endorsed candidates. Not only is Blake Masters a top polling for the U.S. Senate seat, but even if Blake Masters were not to pull it off, Jim Lehman is second in that race and has been a consistent Trump backlight. But the other races that we are going to be talking about in the days ahead are the governor's race with Carrie Lake. Secretary of State race with Mark Fincham. Abe Hamaday is running for attorney general. Each of those three with Donald Trump's endorsement, each of those three have called for the decertification of the 2020 election and the giving of the, of the electoral college votes to Donald Trump, despite Joe Biden legitimately winning the state of Arizona. And those candidates could win not because of a lack of money being spent against them. Just take Carrie Lake's race, for example. She's facing Karen Taylor Robeson, who has the endorsement of Mike Pence and Doug Ducey. Entering this weekend, Karen Taylor Robeson's campaign had spent $18.3 million on her gubernatorial bid. Compare that to Carrie Lake, just $3.5 million. Carrie Lake, despite that advantage financially for Karen Taylor Robeson, could pull off a win. We have a potential here where these candidates, these Trump-backed candidates, could really set a path of how Republican voters want their party to go looking ahead. The Guardian newspaper in, in uh, England, it used to be called the Manchester Guardian, is the, it sets the thought framework for the progressive movement throughout the world, more powerful than even the New York Times in that regard. I've been at this for a long time now. Two days in a row, the lead story in The Guardian has been the race in Arizona. I've never seen that, not a state race. People understand the importance of what's happening in Arizona. Arizona is the railhead of the big steel. It's also the railhead of ultra MAGA and the MAGA movement. President Trump and conservatism, real true conservatism. I've got Kerry Lake running for governor and Mark Fincham. Let me start with Fincham. Uh, Mark, Right there. And by the way, MSNBC, if you're going to lift directly from the pages of, of, of War Room, how about, a, how about a name check or a shout out? I mean, that's like they just take that was just a pure War Room right there. You know, right. it's Hamaday, it's, it's Fincham, it's Lake, it's decertification. Mark, in your opinion, the Secretary of State races, which never got any exposure at all, why is it that your race has attracted global media, sir? Well, because the Secretary of State is the perhaps the most meaningful of offices in all of state government when it comes to regulating the behavior of the very people that are supposed to supervise elections. Now, what I don't understand, and I've said this on your show before, they're in full Chernobyl meltdown mode over the, the notion that I, as a Secretary of State, would seek to faithfully and with fidelity hold people accountable for following okay. existing law. 
because Mark, if they can't cheat, they can't win. Let me just give you a news flash. No to Mark Fincham. So it's. <laughs> Go ahead, sir. No, I think that this is this whole thing is about message over money, and I'm glad that you brought up the uh, MSNBC piece uh, over the 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 tsunami of money that Karen Taylor Robson is pay, is paying for this over what Carrie's been able to pay. It's message over money. I don't think that you can buy enough ad time to talk people into believing something that they know not to be true, and that's one of the reasons that I think Carrie is doing so well. She's got a spot-on message that resonates with the people of Arizona. I've got a spot-on message that resonates with the people of Arizona about securing fair elections. Hard stop. It's not complicated, other than fixing the, the, the mess that it's been turned into under Katie Hobbs and some of the individuals that have been essentially lawless when it comes to enforcing election law. Mark, in the next 24 hours, where do people go uh, we're, we're beyond reading. Everybody knows what the differences are here. This is all about who shows up. So That's exactly how are we going to get, how are we going to get your folks to show up? Where do they go? How do people a volunteer? What do they have to do in the next 24 hours? Well, the best thing they can do to help me is go to the polls tomorrow and vote in person. Don't, don't try to mail a ballot in if you've got early voting, because it's not going to count. Uh, you can drop an early ballot off, I believe, today, if you do it at one of the um, government collection centers in Maricopa County. But if you are in rural Arizona, don't try and mail a ballot in. You're going to have to go to the polls. Point number two, uh, I need to have everybody download the Votify Now app. That's V-O-T-I-F-Y-N-O-W app. Um, get yourself a, a user uh, identity. And if you spot something that you think is nefarious, if you think that there's something going on in your particular area, whether it's extra ballots or questionable behavior, you see somebody stuffing ballots into a ballot box that just doesn't look right, take a picture, create an incident report, and submit it. It's, it goes into a national database of basically evidence for um, any causes of action. And then number three, go to votefincham.com. That's V-O-T-E, F as in Frank, I N. C-H-E-M dot com. You can click on the contact uh, tab. We need to have volunteers and we're going to need to have volunteers for the general election. So this isn't just something that happens in the next 24 hours. This is something that's ongoing. Um, and of course, if you want to donate, uh, the we're going to have to raise a lot of money against the Democrats. They've already raised about two and a half million dollars to come against me. Uh, this is going to be a bloodbath in Arizona. It, it certainly is. Okay, next 24 hours. One more time. What, where do they go to get out the vote in the next 24 hours or volunteer in the next 24 hours? Uh, where do they go? VoteFincham.com and click on the contacts tab up in the upper right-hand corner. Just fill in your name, Mark, email address, phone number, and we will reach out to you. Mark Fincham, fight on, sir. Tough Very 24 good. hours ahead of you. Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake, when you first came on, you started the, your your campaign. I think we were the first show you came on. If you had told me at the time that somebody would put $18.3 million in a Republican primary, no, it is incomprehensible. And for folks in politics, people are gobsmacked about that. And three and a half, but you're ahead. Tell the nation. How is Carrie Lake ahead having $18.3 million dumped on you in TV ads in mm. Arizona, ma'am? Not to mention uh, the legacy media won't cover me. We've gotten here, Steve, because we're all about telling the truth and revealing the truth to the people. And that's what the people crave and want, and they want a fighter. And the legacy media refused to cover me for a long time. And if they did cover me, it was just hit pieces. I can't get uh, interviews on some of the big shows. They only want the rhino on there. And it's been people like you and the alternative media, independent journalists who've reached out to me. I've done podcasts and I've got a message that resonates with the people. We're gonna make sure we have honest elections and a secure border. The two things that the, you wanna call it deep state, you wanna call it swamp, don't want, but the people do want, and that's what we're going to get with a Governor Kerry Lake. And I'm I'm so proud of our team, how far we've come. We've worked, we've outworked everyone. I can't think of anybody who's worked harder 
than my team and myself crisscrossing this state. We started the day in Colorado City, uh, one of a a small community that doesn't get a lot of attention. We ended the day in Tucson with a massive rally. People are energized. And getting out the vote's not going to be hard because we've been tortured by our government for the past three years because gas prices are so high. You can't afford groceries. It's going to be real easy to get people out to vote tomorrow. And I want to remind them they can vote today because we have early voting. So get out today or tomorrow, but don't miss this opportunity to change the course of politics in Arizona politics in Arizona and the country. I mean, it's, by the way, the rally last night in Tucson's a university town. I mean, it's got a lot of great conservatives, huge MAGA, but you drew, it looked like a thousand people at this. How did that happen? How'd you get a thousand people to come out in uber liberal Tucson, ma'am? There was a line around the block to get in. It was so great. I, I took the stage. I said, they, they say this is a liberal town. I don't believe it. Tucson is so ready for uh, some meaningful change. The people down there talk about being tortured with that socialist mayor. And and people are excited about the MAGA candidates. They're excited that we're going to take all the things President Trump did in, in uh, the Oval Office, bringing America first policies. And with the candidates such as myself, we're going to bring those to Arizona. Somebody called me Trump, uh, a female version of Trump, a little softer around the edges. And I take that as the highest compliment. I have immense respect for President Trump, what he gave up for this country, what he continues to do for this country. And he has hired uh, a generation of people, a leg his legacy of leaders coming up behind him that they thought they were getting rid of us and they can't get rid of us because we love this country too much to let it go. And we're going to fight until we save this republic. It, it's just amazing, Steve. The crowd was out of control, super hot, amazing. And I, and I just can't believe for a Sunday night we brought a crowd out like that. Carrie, if you just hang on for a second, we'll take a short break. I know you got to bounce, but I just want to talk to you about one of the reasons that, you know, you, you have a relationship with the people of, of Arizona, particularly in the Phoenix area, because you've been a major newscaster for a couple of decades. It just, but I think, and I want to answer to hold for the break, I think one of the reasons that they, and the establishment and the legacy media hate you so much, and they do hate you, is the reason they hate Trump. Trump was part of the system. And then he said, hey, I got to give that up to go save my country. Donald Trump could have had golf courses throughout the world, golf courses, the British Open, the Open Championship, all of it. That was all loving family. He gave all that up to be tortured like he is because he's a patriot to save his country. I saw it up close and personal. He didn't have to do this. He did it for his love of his country and his countrymen. The same way I've seen the same hatred of you by the legacy media and by the establishment. They're like, hey, Carrie Lake was a major TV personality. Now she's like, she's gone to the dark side. She's talking about MAGA. She's talking about borders. She's talking about making things work for working class people in the middle class. And that's not what they want to hear. That's not the game. Short commercial break. Carrie Lake, a historic run in Arizona, $18.3 million has been dropped on her head and she's still up short break carry leg next from arizona war room pandemic with stephen k bannon the epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Walmart kicked him out, but the War Room did not. Go to MyPillow.com right now. Promo code War Room. Get the best deals. You got $19.80 for the pillow that Walmart, the big box through Lindell out for, plus everything else. The buy one, get one's freeze. The sheets, the slippers, the biblical blankets and pillows, all of it. Go there today, support the armor piercing show. Tomorrow, I'm giving you at six o'clock in our six o'clock battleground state. We're actually going to take an entire hour and go through Arizona. Why now? Why it's important? The details of demographics, economics, what made Arizona become the principal fight that the entire world is looking at. Okay. Uh, so tomorrow night at six, you're not going to want to miss that after our five o'clock show. I want to go back to Carrie Lake. Carrie, you've had $18.3 million and much more. The, the, the free media the opposition's gotten is outrageous. 
you fought this uh, with President Trump in this in the Trump movement, and you, you've galvanized working class Hispanics. It's just been amazing. Where are you going to be? How can people get to you in this in this last day in the run up before voting starts uh, in person? I guess you got early voting today, but also tomorrow's election yeah. day. I know you're going to have a big rally tonight. Where do people go? How do they find you, ma'am? Go to my website, carrylake.com, K-A-R-I-L-A-K-E.com. The event tonight is in Phoenix at a place called The Deuce, and it's going to be the MAGA candidates. We're continuing part two of MAGA Fest <laughs> tonight. And uh, and go vote today. I mean, you don't have to wait till tomorrow. Go on up to one of the voting centers and vote today. They're scared to death of us, but we're going to be a great thing for Arizona. We are going to reform Arizona and get rid of all of the corruption in Arizona that we've been living with for far too long. We're at ground zero here when it comes to our border and our rotten elections, and we're going to straighten things out. We just want honesty and truth, and I think the people really want that. It's evident when you see the crowds we draw. Do you see what I was saying, that one of the reasons they particularly, look, they're all over every MAGA candidate, they're getting the, on top of everybody, but they particularly have singled you out, like Trump. Uh, do you think it's because you were part of the media establishment there or you were a well-known personality and they take personal umbrage with that, ma'am? I think a little bit of that, but I think they're more worried about me doing what I say I'm going to do, securing the border and restoring honesty to our election. And when we do that, their whole system crumbles because they're, they can't win on ideas. Their policies, pardon my French, suck. They can't win on their policies. They got to cheat in order to win. And we're just going to restore honesty and they can't stand that. We're going to end their human smuggling. We're going to end their drug smuggling. We're going to end their sex trafficking. And we are going to make Arizona the greatest state in the country. And that scares the hell out of them. I think that's why they're after me. And the funny thing is, you know, you said 18 million. It's, it's going to be more like 26 million when you take all the dark money through Karen's friends that they pumped into this. And we have we're still standing. We're not injured. We're not hurt because the people of this great state, Steve, have welcomed me into their homes for 27 years. They know who I am in my heart and in my soul. And all these lies she's put out, all the slander and defamation that they've thrown at me, it won't work because I have a relationship with the people. I've been in their homes every day. We've been through thick and thin. We've been through the good days and the bad days. We've laughed together, cried together, and they know me. They know me and they know that this other woman I'm running against is a liar trying to buy this election and the people of Arizona won't have it. Carrie Lake, uh, one more time. How do people get to your site to find out where to go to Phoenix tonight and how to how to participate? Thank you. CarrieLake.com, K-A-R-I-L-A-K-E.com. We're really excited about tomorrow. We're having a big event tomorrow night, and uh, we believe we're going to be celebrating a victory, a huge victory. And then it's onward to take on the socialist Democrat, Democrat, I don't know, rat. Let's just call her that. (laughs) (laughs) Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs. (laughs) Carrie Lake, fight on, ma'am. Watch out, Katie. I'm coming for you. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. The indefatigable Carrie Lake. Okay. Uh, a story, and I had to track uh, 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 Mike Davis down, the great Mike Davis from Article 3, uh, before he's doing some traveling coming up. Uh, Mike, um, over the weekend, you found this, or somebody found it for me. You and I talked about it. I think you found It's blockbuster news, but only the great uh, post-millennial, which is part of the Jack Posobiec and the guys at Turning Point, Charlie Kirk's operation have made a story about it. Tell, t- I want you to tell the audience, take your time here. Tell the audience what we're finding out about the assassination attempt on Justice Kavanaugh, which still, you know, uh, the Guardian had a huge story about the rise of political violence and didn't mention this once, sir. Uh, yeah, so it's Mr. Andy Neo, uh, NGO, Mr. A-N-D-Y-N-G-O, put this on Twitter and Getter that uh, this 20... 20- uh, this this 25-year-old man, 26-year-old man, Nicholas Roski, uh, is the suspect in the Kavanaugh assassination attempt. He, had, you know, he admitted he was doing it. Uh, and, the, and the affidavits uh, submitted by the FBI show that Roski identifies as a transsexual woman and goes by the name of Sophie. Um, and like you said, that wasn't reported anywhere. Uh, people will say, well, how is that relevant? That's, a kind, that's, that's, a kind, that's kind of a bombshell, isn't it? Because he talks about, here's why it's relevant. 
He talks about shifting. This guy had a, a well thought through plan and he had a bigger agenda saying, I, for history, I can flip the entire court. I've got to kill three. Did he not, sir? Yeah, he did. I mean, if you, if you look at this plot, um, you know, the, the story, but you said the post post millennial posted this story. I mean, it's pretty damning stuff. We, we have uh, this Roski showing up at Kavanaugh's house at one o'clock in the morning. He's in Chevy Chase, Maryland, gets out of a cab. He has, uh, they found a suitcase and a backpack on him with a tactical police vest, tactical knife, pepper spray, zip ties, Glock uh, pistol, two magazines and ammunition. And they found burglary tools, including a hammer, screwdriver, nail punch, crowbar, uh, pistol, light, duct tape and a pair of hiking boots with padded shoes on the soles. Now you could say, okay, this guy's clearly crazy, but he's certainly not going to meet any definition of insanity here. He knew exactly what he was doing and he tried to hide what he was doing as evidenced by his padded shoes. So he's not just some deranged animal who's insane, who can claim insanity here. This guy had a well thought out plan. Uh, and uh, the fact that the media is not covering this is stunning. And and we go to the fact that he identifies or he identifies as a, a trans woman. Just imagine if this were a Trump supporter showing up to Justice Kagan or Sotomayor or J Jackson's house or a white nationalist or whatever the hell the but, left but, wants. To but, but, but it speaks to a different deeper issue of it, not just his motives, but his strategy. He he got to the point. He said, "If I can kill three, then we can flip the court. We can flip the court back, and that will have massive ramifications." Which, I, hey, to be brutally frank, is correct. This is why. Why is this not a national security emergency with Merrick Garland and the FBI and the Secret Service and the Federal Protective Service and the and the court marshals? What are we talking about? This is everything, and the evidence is right there from this kid, and he ain't the only. I am not smearing the progressive left, etc. They've got full rights that they do to get in heated conversations, do what you got to do, get people out. That's the American political process, and God bless them. I like when they fight hard. This is different. Okay, this is very different. And there are people out there like this guy. You think this guy's the, a lone wolf? You would be incorrect. And I'm not saying he's working in consort with anybody, but Mike, there are other people out there that are thinking down this line. And this is why, where is Merrick Garland, the FBI, what is going on in the governors? I don't understand what Yunkin and Hogan, two Republican governors, have not put up a cordon down there and shut the whole thing down, sir. Well, yeah. Now that this Roski has identified as Sophie, the media is definitely going to bury this story forever because it doesn't fit their political narrative. But if you think about this, you had the Biden White House encouraging these illegal obstruction of justice campaigns at these uh, justices' homes from the White House podium. Jen Psaki, the former White House press secretary, encouraged these things. Merrick Garland has refused to enforce federal statute, 18 U.S.C. 1507, that makes it a federal crime to show up at a federal judge's home and harass and intimidate them. You do not have a First Amendment right to obstruct justice. And then we had a senior Biden Justice Department official go testify in the House, at the House Judiciary Committee, that these, these obstruction campaigns are protected by the First Amendment. They are absolutely not protected by the First Amendment. The Supreme Court in 1965 in Cox versus Louisiana made it very clear that these obstruction campaigns are not protected by the First Amendment. And just last week, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit held that you can't, that you can, you can arrest people for protesting within 200 feet of a courthouse. So if you're, if you can arrest people for, for protesting within 200 feet of a courthouse and that doesn't violate the First Amendment, it sure the hell doesn't violate the First Amendment to go harass Supreme Court justices and their families in their homes. Merrick Garland is encouraging this through his amnesty. And again, I keep saying this, he needs to be held accountable. The House Republicans must impeach him in January for letting this go on, where it's led to these assassination, this assassination Mike, attempt and other justices removed from their homes. Mike, one of the reasons the, the audience loves you so much, you were in a law practice and you gave it up to go be a clerk for Gorsuch. You've been inside the system. You're not a madman like us. You're not a bomb thrower. Did you ever, could you... Um, could you imagine when you were clerk a situation we would actually be talking about the potential assassination of Supreme Court justices, sir? 
just um, just imagine we have Judge Kata Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson, first black woman on the Supreme Court. Just imagine if people showed up to her house and protested in, in before the Supreme Court rules on the affirmative action case next term. People would go ballistic, and they should. It, it's obstruction. As of they justice. should. It would be. It would. It would be unacceptable. It would be yes. unacceptable to do that. Una you agree? Un totally unacceptable. I would correct? be screaming just as loudly if you did it to Kagan, Mayor, uh, Jackson, just like I'm. I'm doing for the six Republican uh, Republican appointed. This is a deadly game, and we saw this with this Roski uh, person. Roski almost killed a Supreme Court justice, his wife, and their two young daughters. I mean, it's a lot closer than people understand. So. By, by, by the way, if we were not through the grace of God and his sister. You would have had Justice Kavanaugh and their kids assassinated. It was just it was just purely divine providence that that happened. He had a change in his sister. They had a change of heart and able to contact some people that stopped it. There wasn't protection there. And he had the tools to do it. Mike well, Davis, I, I, I know you get. Go ahead. Sir. I, have to be, I have to be careful. On this the, the U.S. Marshals were there. So I, and I have to be careful what I say here so I don't reveal any any uh, uh, inside secrets, but the Supreme Court justices have protection. It has been substantially increased. If people try to uh, uh, harm or, or, or do more to a Supreme Court justice, they're going to end up in prison or debt. That needs to be said very loudly and clearly, but uh, this, uh, it, but it was- more, but, more, more, but more needs to be done and they need to stop the protests in these neighborhoods. Their absolutely, neighbors and these people should not, their kids should not be intimidated. And this goes for, for Judge uh, Jackson Brown, Brown Jackson. This goes for uh, Kagan, Sotomayor, all of it. It's not un totally unacceptable. Totally unacceptable. Mike, how do people get to you, sir? Yeah, it's uh, article3project.org, article3project.org, uh, and then at article3 at Getter and Twitter, at number article3, number and MRDDMI is my personal, MRDDMI. And thank you, Steve. Thank you, brother. Thanks for changing your schedule around to come do this. The 80th birthday of Jerry Garcia. He never got that far. So we're honoring Jerry Garcia. Very, very special guest in a very, very special book next in the world. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Right. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. The countdown to the midterms begins at CPAC, Texas. Join President Trump, Sean Hannity, Steve Bannon, and a packed house of conservative all-stars. With your help, we will take back the House. We will win the Senate. A big red wave is coming. It all starts at CPAC, Texas. Fire Pelosi. Save America. And then a Republican president will return to the White House. Who, who, who will that be? The American Conservative Union is responsible for the content of this advertising. 
Okay, Eduardo Bolsonaro is going to join us in uh, in CPAC. Lead story on the cover of the Financial Times today. The boys from Brazil, Bolsonaro's third son, provides a key link to Trump's inner circle. Of course, inside the paper, it's a full-blown story. Eduardo is going to be at CPAC, talk all about this and that massive election coming up right there. Huge story. We're going to talk about it later this afternoon, but also Eduardo will join us. I don't know if Thursday or Friday we'll figure it all out, but I want to make sure everybody gets to know what's going on down in Brazil. Okay, Raymond Ibrahim, one of our regulars on here, contributors, just does such a fantastic job of getting us up to speed on what's happening in the, in this great uh, fight against radical Islam. His new book's out, Afford by Victor Davis Hanson, Defenders of the West, the Christian heroes who stood against Islam. And I'm telling you, this is uh, one for not just get for yourself, but if you get a grandson or granddaughter, this is something you want to get to inspire them. It is uh, just amazing. Uh, St. Louis, Richard the Lionhearted, um, El Cid, Dracula, Count Vlad. Uh, Raymond, walk us through the book. It's What inspired you? And I got to tell you, every this is a page. I actually got it on a Friday, I think, afternoon and read it. I was done by Sunday morning. It was just amazing, sir. One, one sitting, one long sitting. <laughs> That's great, Steve. Uh, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, so, yeah, the book, um, you know, it's a companion book to Sword and Scimitar, my previous book. And as I was writing that book, which was the broad history of uh, military conflict between Islam and the Western world, I would read and come across all these really remarkable tales of heroism and valor of a lot of these um, characters that I ended up writing about. And I wanted to, because I didn't have much time in, in the first book in Sword and Scimitar, to really kind of zoom in on the lives of these men, eight of them. And they are, as, as you indicated, um, Godfrey, Duke Godfrey of the First Crusade, uh, who becomes the king, first king of Jerusalem. And um, El Cid, you know, most people, if they've heard of El Cid, they just know Charlton Heston's movie, which is uh, not very accurate when it comes to the conflict of Islam. And then um, King Richard Lionhearted and uh, St. Ferdinand and St. Louis, who were actually first cousins. One was a king of Spain and one a king of France. And then we move to the Balkans to John Hunyadi of, of Hungary and then Skanderbeg, who's probably in many ways the least known and at the same time um, the most popular historically for he, his. Um, he's, for he's, his he's, he's like that. He's like the Braveheart, right? The character. It's just yeah, unbelievable. Definitely, his story is, just, if you want to you know, encapsulate it, it's a story of yeah. uh, William Wallace, Braveheart. Basically, yes. for a quarter of a century, he defied the Ottomans with you know one twentieth of their power and just completely humiliated them over and over and over again. I, I, I wanted course, by the way, the book the, the book's the page turner, but I want to say something about Bombardier, the press, and Adam Bello, your publisher. The 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 quality of the photographs and, and images and paintings is extraordinary. Particularly they've taken the time to put in it, uh, many of these in color. These are yeah. inspirational just fabulous. I know you handpicked them, but the curation process, you could have written about 30 or 40 or 50. You had to curate this, but it's its stunning. It, it is inspirational. For everybody out there has a son or a daughter that you want to imbue with, uh, with proper values. You can't do better. Defenders of the West, the Christian heroes who stood against Islam and the Ford by Victor Davis Hanson. The whole thing is fantastic. Um, how did you? How did you give us? How did you actually narrow it down to? Was it eight or ten? I think it's eight. Is it eight, eight. or ten? Yeah, it was eight. eight. How did you narrow it down to eight? Earlier, I cast my net and I had you know potentially up to twenty, and I was going to write short biographies, but it just became inevitable. Every every biography I would write, each chapter just grew and grew, and it needed more information. Um, so I ended up you know just having to select and narrow it down as much as I could. Hopefully, uh, there may be another book at some time where I can. Um, bring in some other ones, especially fast forwarding and moving to more of the modern era, because that that's another there's a vacuum um, in the historical studies as far as what happened then. But um, I think one of the chief things with the book is, uh, you know, we live in a day and age today where we just there is no such thing as heroism or valor or, or self-sacrifice. And it's it seems like every American has imbibed this idea, which is very cynical at root. And you can't, and, and and that's why so many of these left, you know, politicians get away with murder because we just assume it's okay for them to be, um, you know, opportunistic and cynical and hypocritical. But what's interesting is you see in this book. I mean, these weren't just some regular guys. These were kings. These were lords and dukes yeah. and counts. And 
they gave up so much, including up to their life, just for a right cause and, and just for their faith and their belief. And I think people need to be reminded of this, their heritage, that it exists and it's something that can be and hopefully will be reclaimed again. This is your heritage. Incredible valor, incredible bravery. Um, how do, uh, where do people go? I know they go to Amazon right now. Where else do they go to Bombardier, your own personal site? Where do people get more information on you and more information about the book? Uh, well, on my website, RaymondIbrahim.com, has a lot of links, including for the book and the information on the book. And really, I'm seeing it. It's appearing in all sorts of uh, booksellers, Barnes and Nobles, and so forth. You can probably buy it online or actually get it physically. Well, if you go to your bookstore today or tomorrow, I guess you'll be able to. No, it came out. It came out last week. It's actually in bookstores right now. Yeah. Let's make sure we go get it. From the author, Sword and Scimitar, Defenders of the West, the Christian heroes who stood against Islam. Ford by Victor Davis Hanson, Magnificent Bombardier, Adam Bellows. They've done, they done good here. Raymond, thank you so much for joining us. You have so, What's your social media, brother? Um, it's actually, uh, to find them all, they're on my website, RaymondIbrahim.com. All the links are there. I don't even remember them because I don't use it as much. Thank you, brother. Going to end with Jerry Thanks Garcia, so Sugary. My name, my darling, Sugary. Just don't tell them you know me Shake it, shake it, sugary Just don't tell them you know me Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us.